Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. Morpho Trust has been the provider for Iowa's driver's license ID cards for several decades. But talks started about a year ago between the company and Iowa's Department of Transportation around the concept of a digital driver's license. Those talks have been ongoing to the point that, you know, we are now discussing a pilot that would kick off sometime in 2015. Jenny Openshaw is vice president of state and local sales for Morpho Trust USA. Iowa DOT is a very long-term partner of ours. They have always been a very progressive agency. So they have piloted and, and adopted many of the new technologies that we've introduced into the driver's licensing space over the course of the years. So typically, uh, you know, we are always talking with them about new ideas, new solutions for providing more convenience or security or any new uh, features for the driver's licensing program. This new idea involves an app on your mobile phone. Certainly, our lives are on our phones these days, and so many people are getting used to using their phone, whether it's um, as their boarding pass to get on an airplane or carrying their insurance card on their phone now so that they have that with them and can present that at any time. makes perfect sense to begin looking at the next generation of DLID solutions as a mobile app. The digital driver's license will have its own security features, which are still being worked out. Mark Lowe is director of Iowa DOT's Motor Vehicle Division, and he's the guy behind getting the digital license into a pilot phase. The basic concept is that your license, instead of being a physical thing that's in your pocket, uh, becomes an app that functions through a mobile device such as your smartphone. So part of the key concept is that once we've vetted your identity and, and uh, is, issued you, approved you for issuance of a driver's license ID, then the customer could choose to also accept that as, uh, as a digital driver's license, and then we would issue them a secure PIN that would give them access to download the app. Uh, and then once within the app, it's not really focused so much on the PIN, but on the customer choosing to associate a biometric with that app. So in other words, we can use the functionality of the smartphone device to uh, capture a biometric such as a thumbprint or a fingerprint uh, or a facial image uh, that we use with facial recognition software so that every time they unlock that, uh, they're really using something that is uh, identifying them as a person rather than something they know so that other folks can't get their phone and get access to the driver's license and that kind of thing. Lowe says it's not just an image of a license that resides on the phone. When the app is opened, it communicates with the DOT to verify that the device is authorized to present the license and verify the validity of the license. You're talking about the handshakes that have to come back and forth between us, and that gets into all of our security concepts, as well as what happens when the app populates itself. So layered within that is the concept that there are essentially digital watermarks that are time-sensitive so that uh, for somebody that's trying to read that to see whether or not that's an authentic uh, license, then that also uh, becomes a handshake back to say, within this time period, you should get a digital watermark with these readings, and if those don't match, then that would be rejected. Other devices will likely become part of the mix later on, but for now, the work centers around the pilot project using smartphones. What we're really focusing on in the next six months is our first development phase where we're really going to focus on putting it in the hands of a relatively small group of state employees that are probably primarily DOT employees that have been issued state iPhones and tend to travel and do things where they would need to use their license so that we can start to develop use uh, sort of use scenarios and experience with that. 
and then from that, then start to build towards product that could be released to customers. You know, a lot of folks have talked about, well, would we see a time where there'd be no physical licenses and everybody would do this? And and and, and my answer to that has always been that as the as the devices evolve and the adoption rates of the devices evolve, that will become more likely. But I think the other question is how will the devices evolve and what and what demands uh, will they make for how this might work? So so while we are thinking about smartphones today, it definitely could be other devices that would make sense as we figure this out. And I think we'll have to be responsive to that. The pilot will help Morpho and the DOT sort through questions like, what happens if I lose my phone? And does this mean the police can search my phone if I let them see my digital license? People lose their licenses. They forget to bring their licenses. So the, the concept that somehow I didn't have my phone or it didn't open or that kind of thing or the battery was out hasn't really changed the risk or the way that we would deal with that. The other side of the coin, though, I've, I've actually I have pulled it up and I've given it to an officer to look at and I'm worried about him looking at other things on my phone. We think it's just part of the sort of design of the app because uh, clearly the privacy of the other contents of your phone is important to people. So the concept that the app can have a share button that says, I'm going to call this up, I'm going to share it with somebody else, means that we can include a function that says, well, we're going to lock the screen so that they can see only what you choose to share with them. We're not going to allow the screen to push through other messages or information and it'll stay that way until the owner of the phone unlocks that. Lowe sees all sorts of uses for the technology, like push notifications involving traffic or weather alerts. It could also be a means of initiating various government services. While consumers aren't clamoring for the technology yet, Lowe thinks that may be because they haven't considered the possibilities. When Apple Pay was being released, one of the things that fascinated us was a, a USA Today article that talked all about the possibilities of Apple Pay and then put it in, well, don't get rid of your billfold just yet because where else are you going to carry your driver's license? We all said, well, <laughs> not necessarily your billfold anymore. So I think it wasn't something that folks had imagined, but now that we're talking about it, they're starting to imagine it. And I think we're just being responsive to the things that we're using and seeing and asking ourselves, why not? So I think it's a very natural evolution. Iowa becomes the first state in the U.S. to make the move toward giving residents the option of a digital ID card. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.